We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news. We interrupt this program to bring you this important bulletin from the United States. This is not a test. Every Tuesday, the Journey into Comics Network will bring you The Poor Rapport, your one-stop podcast shop for everything news and topics of personal interest. I am your host, Andrew Poor, and you can hear me every Tuesday. The following is a Journey into Comics Network production. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey into Comics. Podcast about everything nerd with your hosts Nate Phillips and Brandon Stone. We've come a long way from the Prime Minister's exploding cake, or have we? What's up, everybody? Welcome to Journey into Comics, episode 176, or so it seems. I am one of your hosts, Brando. Joining me here today. My illustrious co-host, the Jeer of G's. <laughs> I like how you did name. that there. Okay, I like that. Okay. Hey, Brando, how's it going, buddy? It's going pretty good, man. Uh, you know what? It's going pretty good here. And, of course, if you're listening to us here on Journey to Comics, you know, we have a whole network of things going on. You can check us out here every single Monday on the Journey to Comics network. Kicking off your comics. week. Kicking off your week right here on journeyintocomics.com. And of course, you can check us out on all your favorite podcast services. We're everywhere, man. You just search us. We, you know, you'll find us. We got shows off throughout the week. Go and check us out, and uh, head us out on social media. You can try and find, and maybe Nate. What we should do is we just start putting out some more stuff. You know, we, you know, with scheduling. You just to remind people. You know, hey, yeah. here's a picture of all the schedules. Here's the days that they're on, and all that jazz. Just to kind of you know engage with the audience even more. Nate, it's been. A few days since we last talked to each other, and since then, I think I've grown older. Uh, I, I feel like I, I feel like my the gray. I have a few more gray hairs on the top of my head, and I just I saw something today that really made me feel my age. Okay, and and that was twenty years ago. Will Smith released "Getting Jiggy with It." Na 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 na. Getting jiggy with it. In 1998, dude, 1998. Okay, so yesterday, I was at work and working with this girl, and um, another guy than that we were working with said something about her age, and he asked what year she was born. She replied, 1997. What the fuck? And then he looked at me, this person being the one and only Rolo, if you listen what to up, Rolo? Movie. So Richard looks at me and says, Bro, we were learning to drive when she was in kindergarten. And I'm just wow. like, Wow. Oh, dude, it makes me feel so old. And the thing is, is that I'm not, dude. Um, I have a lot of youth, and I still have a lot of energy to do stuff, even though like my body is starting to feel like the aches and pains of working in a factory for 12 years with uh, you know with some back tension and some knee stuff and this weird shin pain that I would feel and then like my left like ankle like shin splints yeah like shinsuke uh, you know shinsuke my my shins are hurta you know my shins are hurta <laughs> <laughs> shinsuke my knees are hurta <laughs> it just it just like man I, I've got that going on but it's not entirely immobile 
uh, for me to get stuff done. And obviously, a lot, a lot of that is just my own um, stupidity. It, I'll just come out and say it for just not going and saying, "Pop my back, Doc," and then him. I'm like, okay, that that makes me feel better. Uh, I I need to take care, but you'll better care of myself so I can, you know, keep doing what I'm doing and you know, uh, for longer, obviously. But I get, I'm at like this halfway point where I'm starting to feel the oh my god, you guys are so young and stupid. You're eating Tide Pods, and. God, I, I thought I saw, that wasn't gonna make it. I thought that wasn't ever gonna make an appearance in JIC, but I guess we need to talk about this. But go ahead. Well, okay, because I saw a meme the other day, and, and this person was saying you know, like people who th- you know throwing uh, you know throwing rocks and stones at at millennials, which I guess we are. Uh, we it, we used to be called Generation Y, but then that changed to just encompass us and people born closer to the year two thousand. Because Generation X ended like a couple years before us, it's they're like, like our older brothers and sisters and stuff like that. So Generation Y morphed into Millennial. So like, because when I think Millennial, I think younger people, not me. Correct. Same. Uh, but we are we are in that in that time frame. So I saw this thing where it said, you know, people you know, talk all talking all this shit about Millennials. Meanwhile. Uh, baby boomers and Gen Y can't keep the government going, and and Gen Z are eating Tide Pods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Tide Pods, Brando. Who did that? Who thought? Man, this would be a tasty snack. I it, I just don't get. I don't get it. I don't see where the like. I get my strange addiction and stuff, and I saw that lady that ate Comet or whatever. <laughs> like. <laughs> Rotting out her fucking mouth and shit, but like Tide Pod, dude. Is it because all it looks these, like it would be tasty? Because I, it's all, not. All these weird, stupid challenges. Are you glad yes. that we did not grow up in this era where all these dumbass challenges have been happening and like crazy shit? Like, there's that blue whale thing. Do you know about that? It's no. like this weird challenge that. Okay, so essentially there's like some blue whale challenge, and no, folks, I don't encourage anyone to do this. If you're fucking stupid enough to let someone else control you like this, then I I mean, I, I hate to speak ill of the dead, but you kind of deserve what comes to you. So whatever happens is this blue whale challenge tells you to do a certain thing, and then it amps it up, and then it keeps amping it up, and like you have to prove yourself and do the challenge every week. Well, at some point it'll be like, go to the top of a roof and jump. The end. Like that that that's the end of the challenge. You killed yourself. Well, it didn't say how high of a roof, so I can go to the top of the doghouse on the roof of the doghouse and just jump for it. Yeah, but it you know, it's weird cuz it's I mean, I think like several kids died from this, like doing this weird thing. Like they would like, "Okay, I'll jump in front of a train. That's not going to hurt." Like what did you think was going to fucking happen? You do know? You remember do you remember watching a video in like it might have been in driver's ed, but I want to say it was in school or something. Where like it just showed this girl walking down a like a some train tracks with like a, a set of headphones on. Yes, that was driver's education. Man, you bad know, times. Over here, oh, oh, over here, they actually had to pay extra for driver's ed. Like I know that's so crazy to me. Like <clears throat> I I got told they paid like nine hundred dollars and they weren't even taught how to change a tire. Hey, Brando, do you want to know the best part is? 
my whole life growing up always making jokes about who's your drivers and how terrible they are, and now I understand it. <laughs> of course, yeah. people are going to be shitty drivers if they have to pay a lot of money to learn and they don't get the best experience. We had like the gist of teachers, Mr. Soller, shout out to you, like phenomenal driver's education teacher. I loved how he would have he'd be looking down at like obviously this is before smartphones he'd be looking at like and like looking at papers or something and he would still stomp on that little break over there like before you like you wrecked into somebody oh yeah he was always in the know and always knew it was up I had the really early driving class with him like I would get up at six thirty in the morning to be at his house to like start driving around so I would drive before oh. school and like take him we would eventually end up going because it was like three of us in a in a car. So we each got like a 30-minute turn or whatever, and then we would end up at school right when school started, and that was the day. It was pretty awesome. You know, we would get coffees and whatnot, and uh, I very fondly remember those times. Yeah, but it's shocking, though. You know, you hear like, oh, well, we we mostly wait till we're 18 to learn how to drive. Well, again, there's another problem. Like, you're going to soak in more information and be more serious with your driving if you're a little bit younger when you learn, you know? Well, man, I just... Have you ever encountered this thing that back home this wasn't a thing where somebody is turning left and everybody behind them is just driving on the right side to go around them? Oh, yeah, that's a real fucking thing that really pisses me off in the, in the region, as it were. Well, it, dude, it's not just up there. It's down here, too. And it like, like I'm just like, what's going on? Yeah. I'm stopped behind them thinking that the flow of traffic, you know, oh, and all these guys are buzzing around me and my wife's like, go, go around them. I'm like, how the fuck am a, I supposed to? That's not a thing. I'm like, will you, will you, will you, that's why they have that piece of road there for. And yes, over here they have extra road pieced out so you can just go around people that way. And people do that in intersections. Where yes. like, there's a possibility of them getting hit by somebody. Oh my god! I love anyway, that, guys. We are here to talk about some comics. Um, <laughs> we are Journey to Comics. Uh, currently, we have uh, we have touched on Tide Pods, Millennials, Gen Z, and Drivers Ed. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Tangent Welcome City Three Thousand. Um, so we've been doing this show for so long that we just this show has 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 evolved into general discussion. <laughs> but there are no more comics to talk about. Uh, we have talked about every single comic that's ever existed ever. Go check the course, backlog. Yeah, well, yeah, go check the backlog. Uh, we started for on. We started on issue one of like you know uh, of, of like a caveman wall, and worked our way to here, where uh, where we're going to be talking about some Doomsday Clock today. The new Doomsday Clock uh, dropped, and uh, this is issue two or issue three. three. Numero Trace. I like how you say that, like, Brando, you should know this. And I'm like, I, I don't. I, I know no, I'm not saying it like you should know it. I'm just saying it matter-of-factly that, yes, this is absolutely issue three. Uh, before we actually get into the actual, like, comic book side of this, did you hear about the controversy? There's always controversy going on right now on the Globe, Nate. You got to be a little bit more specific. So DC Comics... Issues an apology for a distasteful tweet. They hashtagged, or actually they just tweeted this, take your mind off of the real hashtag doomsday clock with doomsday clock number three. Out now. <laughs> they should not have had to apologize for that. I agree. 
I thought it was clever with with, with as much ridiculousness that our like own world leader is is is, is like, he's like he's one of the world leaders and he's posting some of this outlandish shit. He shouldn't have like DC shouldn't have to apologize. There was something I did see. Uh, speaking of Doomsday Clock, it was a meme and it was Vince McMahon announcing the return of the XFL later on that day. <laughs> Doomsday Clock moved to two minutes to midnight. <laughs> the world is that much closer to ending because the XFL has been resurrected. Jesus. You know, I thought it was going to be the UFL, and it's interesting that it's the XFL planning 2020 for the release of uh, the start of the seasons and everything. It sounds like, and we're probably going to talk about this a lot on the next Journey into Wrestling, folks, episode 11. That'll be not this thir- there, this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. There, well, and see, this is something that we can touch on right now that is Ooh, shipping sure. our toe into that, but sure. also talks about something that we've talked about before. So there is something I heard that may or may not happen. Because obviously this has been brought up maybe once or twice about Vince possibly selling the WWE. And the talks before was like back in a couple years ago, Disney got brought up. And this is before Disney. No, it was around the time maybe they bought Star Wars maybe after that. Because Vince had no desire to sell the company until UFC sold for like $4 billion. And then he was like, hmm. That doesn't seem like a bad deal. So now he's in his seventies. He's starting a new company. He's starting a new venture. And how much further can he take the other one? As himself, not very much further. I think he's as far as he can get it. You know. So, so there are talks. Talking. Uh, I I shouldn't say there are talks between the two. There are rumors and innuendo that there is a potential buyer for the company. Oh, Riri. Fox Entertainment. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Now, they would have the extra money to purchase this if the sell with Disney goes through. Yes, they would. And they would just put it on their own network. WWE on Fox. Here's my worry. Then Rupert Murdoch would own almost everything wrestling because he would own all the libraries for everything. Who would run this thing? See, with... With Disney, I can almost see them being like, "All right, Triple H, you're in charge. You run this, and we're we're your bosses." But you know, you're in charge. We trust you. Yeah. Well, it, I can I can see that just like Kathleen Kennedy, just like uh, dudes over at Marvel. You know, uh, we'll keep those guys in charge. They because they know their business. Um, who is Disney to come in and just absolutely say, I know more than you in this, let me tell you what to do. They have their input, but and obviously if they if if they mess up royally, Disney has the right to come in and out them and get them out. But oh hey, your computer shut off. No, actually I just got a a notification from YouTube that says Triple H is live with Kathy Kelly. It's probably something to do with NXT since it's just about over or has just ended. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. So, so Fox, 
maybe and 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 I and I think it's a long shot, but they they would be selling their film industry, selling off their film division, potentially buying into the professional wrestling industry, and Fox owning WWE would be a lot like Ted Turner owning WCW. Yeah, they got a lot of money to do whatever the fuck they want, and shit's gonna amp up. Well, they got a lot of money to do whatever they want, but then they also don't know wrestling. That's also true. And so, who knows? It's probably not going to happen. But there were rumors that Stephanie wants to get into politics. Oh, lame. And Vince is looking at doing this new XFL thing. Um, That would leave Triple H, like, the odd man out. And because Ste- cause Shane doesn't have a role in the company anymore, Linda's out. Man, it's it's a weird air to breathe because we could be living in a world coming into the 2020s where the WWE as we know it now is without McMahon. Well, is without it, it, we don't even recognize it. it. It's it's something completely different, and it's gonna be interesting. Gonna be very interesting. But yeah, I, I, with the whole Fox thing, I wanted to bring it up because of that. Because now uh, you know they're selling off their film division, but they're going to keep their television stuff going. They're going to keep Fox News. They're going to keep the Fox Network. You know, they're they're going to keep like a lot of their television production studios or whatever. So, so they're going to keep that. And if they're looking to expand somewhere else, that is something that they can look at because it's in the entertainment industry. It's a ratings driver, even if it isn't what it used to be fifteen years ago. Still drives in a couple million people every Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, it does. So, so interesting. Uh, I just thought I'd bring that up. Well, I love that we got a little wrestling on Journey into Comics. Haven't had that in a hot minute. Gotta love that. Bringing it back. Brandon's popping some popping pop 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 popping some bubble wrap. But I want to get back to to uh, the Doomsday Clock, Brando. I figure it, we, sometimes we save the comic news for for the end of the show but today we'll do it at the beginning just to mash it up a little bit well you saw that that the real life doomsday clock is at two minutes to midnight yeah that's crazy iron maiden two minutes to midnight i can't believe we just tried to do that that was awful but whatever live and you learn brando uh, I love Maiden, and I love Two Minutes to Midnight. I hate that that's the reality that our world is, but you know what? It's not really a big surprise, especially with all the shit going on. You just heard recently that Trump tried to fire Robert Mueller, but couldn't do it because all the special counsel said, well, fucking quit. So, very interesting. But back to the comic book side of things. Doomsday Clock number three comes out, Brando. This is the uh, other side of the story of why the fuck and how the fuck uh, is comedian here how's that work it doesn't make any sense and right out the gate you get a really awesome realization that this is literally the actual continuation from what happens in the original Watchmen comic he gets thrown out the window the original Watchmen comic he's going to hit the cement but this time he never lands where he originally landed in the comic he's somewhere else and you learn that, you know, he's on a war path because now Ozymandias is in his world. And he can exact revenge and he's got a fucking war path. And I loved the black and white silent film that kind of like plays through the middle of the book that just kind of interjects in certain spots. 
Well, um, it's not a silent film. It's more like a like a noir. I meant detective. noir. My bad. Because uh, like the whole time that I'm reading that, uh, I'm hearing like the uh, the whole like uh, I remember they used to do this game on Whose Line called like um, Film Noir, where like it would be Ryan and Colin, and they would both be like narrating themselves. And they had like this really generic piano music playing in the background, like, and I just like heard that in my head every single time that it would go back to it. Like, ah, see, he was here, <laughs> and then he was there, and now he's dead. See, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in in this book, man, it's cool because right out of the gate, when comedian comes out of the water from landing in this other place, boom, Doctor Manhattan is there. Yeah, but uh, they're doing it like we still haven't seen a full-on visual of him yet. Correct. They're teasing it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, we get back to the moment where you've got Lex Luthor shot on the ground, Ozymandias and uh, Comedian are having their, like, standoff thing. And, you know, he keeps uh, – Comedian keeps trying to break the glass, which I loved because he's setting this up slowly but surely, like, you know – don't worry, at some point, you're not going to have anywhere to run. And uh, so what now? Ozzy, nowhere. And then he jumps out the window. Ozymandias jumps out the window like a boss. He Remember, he's ac- acrobatic, so he can do stuff like that. He's got his cat with him, which is kind of weird, uh, which I love. There's a beautiful four-shot panel where he's jumping from one rooftop to a scaffolding, and the moon is in the background. And just the way they play that four-panel thing out to let you feel the motion of him doing that jump is really cool. I really loved the Man, the art in this run of books has just been so outstanding. They, the art they've done is just really true to the OG Watchmen style and captures a, a kind of modernist look on everything as well. Um, Ozymandias ends up... Um, landing on the roof of a car. Well, he actually lands on the um, awning first, but then breaks through onto the roof of a car. Uh, and then we get back to the Batcave, Brando. What did you think about the stuff between uh, Rorschach and Bats? I really enjoyed it. Uh, we get to see a little bit. We actually get to see the new Rorschach's face. Finally, yeah. And uh, I like how uh, how he gave Batman... Um, Kovacs journal, the original uh, Rorschach, and then he's like getting like impatient while Batman's reading. It's like, how far are you? Page four. Really? That's it? <laughs> and, and Batman's like, you should go wash up. <laughs> like, yeah, get some rest. And then, uh, so then he, uh, like, Alfred like gives him, like, basically goes into all these rooms and and he's like, it's too big. He's like, well, this is literally literally the smallest guest room in the house. Um, so you're going to have to make yourself comfy. He's like, like you sorry, man. Did you make those pancakes I ate? I can whip some more up. So then he goes and takes a shower and sleeps for 24 hours. Now, hold on. There's a very important thing about the shower that I want to mention. Oh, with the whole... Um, because he feels so gross that he touched... Uh, Ozymandias he can't get over it he has to get clean he touched him and he has to get clean and it's like this compulsion it's really crazy what they do there you know 
Uh, I'm trying to look here because I'm wondering if one of the Minutemen... No. What I thought was not something I could confirm. I just was wondering if one of the Minutemen from the original Watchmen might have been the father of Rorschach 2.0. Just trying to uncover the mystery of who he is. But I don't think I really have a good lead on who this person could be. So this book in the timeline, how many years does it take place after... The original Watchmen? Is it six years? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because my first gut, and I think the guy, I I think he's older, so it it may not even match up right. The kid reading the comic book outside of the newsstand. Oh, shit. Brandon, my copy of Watchmen is right here within arm's reach. Let me grab it real quick. Because he's like a teenager, and he's, he's at that newsstand, and... He he hardly ever says anything if he says anything at all if I remember, and the and and like he's just there reading this, this big epic comic like he just he's just there and he's always reading. Look what I just found. Oh, Lafikon keepsakes. There we go. Inside my Watchmen. Inside okay. the Watchmen. I'm trying to find this here. Yeah, man, they actually kind of redrew some of the shots from the original Watchmen in this book. Yeah. Dude, I'm digging it. As a Watchmen fan, I'm really digging what they're doing with this so far. I really, really like, um, like kind of, kind of the twist that Batman pulls on Rorschach in this. Oh, when, it was brilliant because he's like, he. It's weird because Bruce knows that something's up because the button has happened by this point, yeah, and knows some shit is weird. But this guy is talking crazy nonsense to him, Brando. And, of course, Bruce is going to be like, I know exactly where you need to go. Let's send you to Arkham before you become another one of my villains that fucks me up. Since no one else can see us uh, on air, of course, we recorded this through Skype. And we started doing this with uh, with video chat up. So that way we can see each other and we're not talking over each other as much as we used to. But it's funny because how Nate has the camera set up. When he looks at me, he looks like Wilson from Home Improvement. Where I can only <laughs> see his eyes. Yeah, I need to get a better head. setup for my iPad so I can actually be more visible when I'm recording in the comic room. Well, it's just funny to me because it, it just it's just like cracking me up. Howdy ho, neighbor. Howdy ho, just because. <laughs> If I had my little taskbar on my laptop to be like a like a picket fence, it would be perfect. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. <laughs> okay. Have okay. you found the kid yet, Nate? Have you found? The I kid? have. He is in chapter three, the start of chapter three. He's got glasses. His hair is a little nappy. I mean, ish. Uh, he looks like he's smoking too. So this person would probably be about 18. Uh, it it wouldn't be too far off the stretch to to assume this could be possible. This you kid know, sitting there. That's actually a really interesting concept, Brando. It was just something I thought of when I read this issue when we finally see his face. I'm like, I wonder if that's him. And the next page was Dr. Manhattan's blue cock. So um, uh, I got it right that time, Brando. Not Rorschach. <laughs> that is a. I love big... the mime and the marionette. By the way, that story is developing oh, nicely. Them going into the bar and uh, 
they're wearing the makeup and they uh, like a like a Joker gang member. Like, hey, you can't be wearing that makeup around here. This is Joker's territory. And then like he grabs her and, he, and he's gonna cut a smile and smile into her face. And the mime points a gun <laughs> and shoots the dude in the head with an invisible gun. God, it's such dope imagery, though. You know what I'm saying? Dude, they kill everybody in the bar, and uh, they they decided to go seek out this Joker character. So we're going to get to see the Joker in this. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm really excited about this book, dude. It's it, you know it's slowly coming together. We got to see a little bit more of. Uh, oh, there was the. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I think I might have lost it. I think I might have pulled an eight. It's okay. It happens from time to time. One thing I really love, too, though, about the mime is that not only does he use the invisible gun, which is cool as fuck, at some point he also starts throwing knives, invisible yes. knives, which is badass. And then, of course, Marionette, I don't know if you noticed this, but what she is doing is creating an invisible string like she's a marionette to slice pe people in half. And it is fucking gruesome. She chops a dude's hand off. She cuts a dude in the middle of his fucking face in half. Like, oh man. And then I love that there's like the like the she's going to attack, and the last thing this guy is seeing is like the blood red, and then it transforms into the bottle. It's actually the whiskey bottle, and they're pouring shots, and they're like, "Well, better go find this Joker character." Like, I guess we're going to have to go see what the fuck this guy's about. So it's like, to me, will Mime and Marionette end up being, like, accomplices with the Joker and working alongside of him? Because they have some cool fucking shit that they can do that he will love to see. I mean, imagine Joker just, like, freaking out, like, Oh my god, you've just pulled a gun out of thin air and blown his fucking head off. <laughs> you know? I don't know. I was just riffing. But was that... Was that like Matt Smith if he played the Joker? Matt Smith, like like doctor the Doctor? Who? I I because, don't think so. That really well, wasn't where I was going with it. But well, I mean, your Joker just sounded like very British. Oh uh, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I, and I as I said about the twist at the end, I really enjoyed the, uh, you know, Batman like waking him up or like uh, the new Rorschach wakes up. And uh, Batman's like, I read the book, and I and I know where Doctor Manhattan is, and he has like this like Doctor Manhattan Doctor Manhattan Finder thingy, and the like this locator, and then he leads him into Arkham Asylum. You know, they kind of like break in, and he goes, he's in there, and he leads uh, Rorschach into that. He lets Rorschach go into the cell, and then he shuts the door behind him. Locking him in Arkham Asylum, Batman's like, "You are freaking nuts! I'm out. Peace." And he actually had him locked in Jervis Tetch's cell, where the Mad Hatter had once been. Yep. Because carved into the wall is "We're all mad here," which I loved. And Rorschach is pissed. He's like, "No, no, this, no, I can't. You're making a mistake, Bruce. Let me out. You know, like let me out. No, no, you're making a mistake, Bruce. Let me out." No, don't make mistake, Bruce. Oh, cool. Hey, Bruce. Hey, come on, Batman. You're making mistake. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, hi, I... Selena. Oh, hi. Yeah, no. 
Come on. I'm not really going to cut your eyes out. Oh, hi, Vaith. <laughs> <laughs> what would you give this book, Brando? Oh, man. Um, I, I enjoyed it. The... I liked the noir parts with Nathaniel because it, Dusk because it, I liked that, and then I liked the payoff at the, like after the book where they kind of show you like how he was like he was now dead, like they kind of did, did like a little bit of world building with that where you got to see like this old era like um, uh, like People Magazine or something like that where. You know, they have like those like celebrity gossip mags. Yeah. You know, I I, I liked it, but to the same token, I kind of felt like it slowed the story down, which I guess that's kind of the point of it. But I think it was supposed to be a lesson building piece where you're supposed to be learning a lesson alongside of that that ties into the overarching theme of this particular issue and most likely the whole book as a whole. it did remind me of like the little break in the story that we would get from the whole like newsstand type thing from the original. Uh, yeah, but I would give this probably a good solid four uh, because I really I really enjoyed a lot of it here, uh, and I mean we still have a lot more to go, um, but so far uh, this probably isn't my favorite issue, but it, it had a couple of big moments that I was really big fan of. Same, same. This is, uh, you know, one thing I, I, I kind of am really happily anticipating when I'm reading these books is like, you think about the original Watchmen and it's a slow burn. That book doesn't pick up and get fucking nuts till the midway point, really. Mm-hmm. And then really all hell breaks loose because everything is building. Like you said, it's character building. It's getting everything set, all the pieces on the board where they need to be. And then we can start really moving shit. And I think we're getting there. And I love that they're slowly still dropping in more characters. At some point, Barry Allen has to show up in all this, I would assume. It's, I mean, if Joker's showing up, you would assume that the Flash, I mean, he had such a huge role with the button and, and what that meant for Aobard Thawne in the reverse Flash. Uh, I just think that slowly but surely we're going to learn more of the Watchmen are not dead and that their fates were not forever sealed in that time frame because Manhattan pulled them out of that time frame because he realizes the mistakes that were made. Do you think that could actually mean Kovacs could return? Possibly. That might be the biggest shock of them all. Maybe the a fake Rorschach gets killed by the real Rorschach. You know? Someone playing... He thinks he's just an imposter. You know, he doesn't realize it's somebody who's actually trying to, like, carry the mantle. But then again, this might be Kovacs playing the whole fucking time is to have this kid carry the mantle of Rorschach 2.0. And I, and I can't unsee now that kid at the newsstand from the original Watchmen and being the current Rorschach. It's just, it's too perfect. It's, it's, it would be too perfect for them to do. Yeah, dude. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the next book for sure. But speaking of Batman. Right, yes, sir. So I mentioned on the last episode that I've been playing the, the, the Telltale Batman game. Yeah. And, well, I beat it and I beat it, um, Friday night. Um, falling asleep because I was a bit tired and we elected not to do the show but I'm like you know what maybe I can uh, beat this game and I dude I was like 10 o'clock passing out I died because I fell asleep 
Oh no, I've done that before. <laughs> and, yeah, granted, and, I, I I didn't die. I I filled a quick time. And, last and night you could. played your Telltale Batman game. Yes. And around ten o'clock your time, which would be nine o'clock my time, you were falling asleep playing the game. Yes. So here's the funny thing. Where we would have been recording a show. Yeah. Um and I and I, and I could have done it. Um but I was dude, I was yawning and tired. I was already tired. I might we were maybe talking be about better. Revenge of the Yawns. Yes. It, 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 it would have been Revenge of the Yawns. However, you know, I'm like, you know what, I think I can get through this. I need to get through um I think I was just getting ready to start episode five. So buddy, this is probably either my second or top Telltale game. Damn. I enjoyed it that much. Number one, I'm a I'm a huge Batman fan, so that alone does it. Number two, they did a lot of cool stuff with this that breaks up the norm. A lot of it is so Batman, and some of it is like, let's turn it on its head. I mentioned last week about the whole Tom Wayne thing, right? Yeah. Uh, about how he was dirty. How he was, and the guys, this is going to be spoilers. I'm sorry, but if you don't want to hear what I'm saying about here, maybe skip forward maybe like five, ten minutes, depending on how much we're going to talk. Because Nate has something he wants to talk about too. Yeah, also uh, Telltale related. It's just bizarre, the symmetry between you and I. Because, well, I mean, and that's kind of why I set it up, because we went from Watchmen DC to DC Telltale to Telltale Marvel. That's how we're ah. going to And then from there we can go to another Marvel. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh, see what you did there. Yeah, man. I See, we don't even have a rundown. I haven't seen it, and I still am such a pro. I'm putting this thing together. That's what, why I am the pod master. Yeah, you got that shout out on Bruce with dudes. That was pretty cool to hear. Yeah, the pod master is here. So, all right. So uh, Tom Wayne was dirty. He wasn't the the philanthropist that everybody that everybody perceived to make. Granted, he was that, but that was sort of his mask because he was involved in some of the down and dirty and what was going on in Gotham, and he he had his own share of blood on his hands. Uh, the mugging of the Waynes was actually a hit set up by the mayor. Mayor Hill? Mayor Hill. Who was taken out by Lady Arkham. Ooh. And the the children of Arkham. Um, That's interesting. And then the identity of Lady Arkham is revealed. Are you... Are you, are, you, are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm sitting down, and I'm wearing my brown pants. Vicky Vale. What? She was adopted. She was born Victoria Arkham. Wow. That's interesting as shit. Um, Harvey, Two-Face, is becoming more and more dominant. Volatile? Very volatile, yes. He is so desperate to take out the children of Adam, he detonates a city block. Holy shit. And kills innocent civilians. Damn, Harvey. You cold. Um, yeah. Like, this game was freaking awesome. At, at one point, when you find out that Vicky is Lady Arkham... Is that the the press conference when you're when Bruce is supposed to be stepping down 
from Wayne Manor or Wayne Manor from Wayne Enterprises to yeah. be replaced to in his replacement as Oswald Cobblepot. Oh shit! Um, she stabs you with a pen that is this is that drug that I told you about last week. Yeah, and Bruce charges and beats the crap out of Os- uh, of Oswald. Harvey oh, no. then has Bruce committed to Arkham Asylum. And these guys go in there. They pay off a guard to go in there and beat you up. And somebody comes in there to stop them. And that is a patient who has never told his name to anybody and is known only as John Doe. Okay. He is the most uh, improved patient and at the asylum, it's Joker. Oh, that's he's, awesome. He's, hey there, Brucey. Oh, we're going to get along just fine. You'll see. You'll be just fine. Just stick with me, Brucey. <laughs> he has the laugh. And it's really interesting to see. And, okay, so Joker knows who Lady, who Lady Arkham is and knows where her drugs are. And Bruce is like, how do you know all this stuff? He goes, I can help you get out of here. But then you'll owe me a favor. Oh, shit. So ending the season, Bruce owes Joker a favor. And he does, And Joker's not even Joker yet, really. He's just but, unknown patient X. Well, like... By the end of it, he's out. He has the white face. He has the green hair, but he didn't have like the red lips, like the lipstick. And then at the very end, he had the red lips. So it's like we're gonna see him. And uh, I've already heard that he is in season two. Awesome. But Harvey. Harvey is two face, and and he he doesn't even have half his face messed up. He's just he's the you know it, it's more of the mental. And it's like kind of the Dark Knight when they gave him the name before he was the face. Right, but it, it, it's even more volatile. Like, he he even has, like, the voice. Oh, the kind of gruff alternate <sighs> voice. This is what we need for Harvey. Harvey's weak. And then you could try to appeal to him. He's like, I'm your friend, Harvey. He's like... I don't know what I'm saying, Bruce. You're weak, that's why. You know, he's like... It's awesome because it keeps coming back in through. It's like, I'm s- sorry I can't stop him. I don't want to hurt you. It's like, but you've got to, Harvey. You've got to take out Bruce. It, it, it's, it was done, like, so great. And playing this, and, like, and, I, and I understand Gotham is a thing, and it's a, and it's a completely different entity here. And uh, we are in flux with these DC movies, Don't and we, like, we have varying quality. We don't know what's what. We don't know what the Matt Reeves stuff is going to do. We don't know what we we don't know. And I'm just saying that while Gotham is a thing, we are in ripe territory to have an actual Batman Bruce Wayne TV show. Yeah. Where like where this game told the story from both perspectives, you could have a TV show like that. Where it follows Bruce and Batman along this story and you can insert these Awesome characters. You could do kind of a villain of the week thing sometimes, where you, because you know there's so many different villains you could pull from. But then you have the overarching story arc of Harvey and then Selena, 
and then Cobblepot in there. And then the Joker's in there too. And then you can bring in the Riddler later on. And you could bring Freeze. You can Rachel Ghoul. You could do so Clayface. Yes, exactly. You could do Clayface. You can make Clayface a bigger villain than maybe he's ever been portrayed Bane. as. Bane. Uh, absolutely. And so, you know, um I and, and as I said, I understand Gotham is its own separate type of thing that's going way back. You could actually do season one where he's early on Batman. He's already is Batman. And we can have like some of the early stuff, but then we still get some of the mob stuff. We then we get the the Gotham getting crazier because Batman's around, you know? It, I, it, it's Go ahead. I was just gonna say I love so much that Telltale did a Batman game. Everything I've played from Telltale is just like, yep, I love it. Yep, I love it. Yep, it's great. Yep, it wins. And uh, I keep seeing Batman. I saw on my PlayStation thing that you were playing it, and it just makes me so badly want to play it. So hopefully at some point in the near future, I will get to play it. Uh, I have been playing the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game. And Brandon, I'll tell you a funny story. Last night, about 9.30 my time, that's about 10.30 your time, I was in bed playing Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy, falling asleep, not able to finish it, calling it a night, shutting it off early. Uh, but I want to say the, the main reason I brought up the Telltale Guardians thing is because something in Chapter 4 happened that I predicted should happen in comic books back on Journey into Comics 172, Nerds of the Round Table 3, okay? So in Nerds of the Round Table 3, we had the conversation about cannabis and comic books and what does that do. And I, I had the funny thing of like, it'd be great if Groot was smoking weed and then like Groot is smoking a plant and he's a plant and I am Groot, you know, like real slow and whatnot. So I'm playing, I'm playing this Telltale game and at the end of Chapter 3 happens and then at the start of Chapter 4, you're falling and you and the Guardians end up falling in this cave-type place where you're in these spores. And all the Guardians are, like, coughing and getting sick. And you're like, oh, you got to get out there. But Groot is sitting, like, almost Indian-style, just chilling. And he's just, like, breathing in all this pollen. And he's just, like, having a good time. Well, Quill's trying to talk to him. Quill's like, hey, man, um, I'm trying to find a way out of here. Like, we're, we're trapped. There's no, there's no wall. There's no holes. There's no... Where do we go? I don't know. Can you help me, Groot? And Groot's just like, I, I am, am Groot. <laughs> and he starts laughing. So Quill's like, you're you're acting weird, buddy. Like, wait, I know how to communicate with you. Let me try something. So Quill's like, okay, I am Groot and Groot just starts laughing uncontrollably because you know Quill saying something stupid to to Groot and Groot knows it, but he's also high, so he has no <laughs> idea what's going on. It's great. It's so comedic. I laughed so hard at the fact that they did that to Groot because it just it it, it really made it just made it really even funnier to me that he was the one that was all messed up and he only has such limited dialogue. So then sometimes he would be like. Am I Groot? <laughs> Groot, am I? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you can only do so much, you know. It's limited there, but uh, it's pretty fun, Brando. I'm looking to beat that hopefully by next weekend. So hopefully I'll have something to talk about on the next Journey into Comics as far as Telltale is concerned. 
Uh, I do really want to play the Batman series badly. I also want to really get down on the uh, Game of Thrones Telltale that happened. Did you beat that? that yes, yes, that was and, really good. Cool. It's different uh, because it's a story that takes place kind of in between season two and going in. No, wait. Three, it's the beginning of the game is the Red Wedding. So it's right at the end of season three and it goes into season four. Cool. Um, and you play as a bannerman for the Starks. So it's it's a much smaller family uh, known, known as the Foresters. It, but it does have some of the actors and characters from the show that kind of interact. Jon Snow, Cersei, um, Marjorie, uh, Tyrion, um, Ramsey Snow makes an appearance, um, and even Daenerys makes an appearance. Sweet. It's um, that that was really worth it. I. The only thing that was a negative to me about that was I actually had a moment where what I did messed up some like it messed up the sequence to the point where everybody who was important in that room died. Whoa. Like I was like it was literally okay. So that one moment to me was like a red wedding thing to me. It was like duh, duh, duh. There's everybody, and then it said, you know, try again. I'm like, oh, I was kind of no, I wasn't mad that I chose wrong. I was hoping that that was how it was going to end. Oh, that would have been hilarious because that was so Game of Thrones where one one bad choice, one bad sentence killed everybody in the room, good and bad. Nobody walked away from that whole thing alive. And, uh, of course, that's not the way it, it, it ends up playing out at all. Because when I replayed it again, like, literally nobody died. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But that, no, like, the game, they tried their best to to write a Game of Thrones type of story that would catch you off guard. And I feel like they relatively succeeded. Well, that's good. Um, the, the the only bad thing is is I don't know if we're gonna see a season two, and they definitely leave it w- really open for there to be one. Well, that's good. I mean, it's there, but I don't know if we will. I mean, after all, there are rumors upon rumors of us getting a Bethesda made Game of Thrones game. You know what? I just I actually have some more comic book news that I totally forgot to tell you. That's actually crossover with video game news. Did you hear about this big conglomeration that happened, Brando? Uh, Some dudes from Insomniac, some dudes from Visceral Games, and some dudes from another game company, Grasshopper, I don't think it was Grasshopper, somewhere else, are all coming together to make the ultimate Avengers game. It will be... From what I understand, this is going to be them attempting to bring the closest iteration of a story that's very much like your Arkham's in Avenger form, where you would play through multiple times and have multiple outcomes and endings based on who you play as. Okay, so is this the one that's being 
published by Square? I actually, I'm not sure. I just recently saw. Let me see if I can pull that up. I had it pulled up, and for oh wait, maybe I do have it pulled up. Is it right here? Oh no, that's the that's the pop news that we have about Avengers. We'll get into that in a minute too. Um, I need to go to video game stuff here. Uh, Worldwide Gaming. Let's see. They talk some stuff about Hakusho Z Fighter. Denethys Riot. Nintendo. Come on, Avengers. This was yesterday, so I got to get to yesterday's news. Uh, I can't. Why does it always happen? I always talk about this, Brando. Every time you need something from the internet, it just does not deliver. That's why I bookmark. Typically I do, but for some reason I didn't think to save this announcement. And... Oh, okay, I'm almost there. I'm almost there because yeah, they might the the release date for Spider Man might have accidentally been leaked too. I didn't click on that though, but I did see it. And somewhere around here was the news. I feel like if I just search Avengers, it'll come up. But <laughs> I'm like kind of a man on the mission now. You know how that goes, Brando. Mm-hmm. Like I'll fucking scroll and find it sometime. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Well, I'm going to pass the ball over to Brando for a quick second, and I'm going to do a quick search. Brando, they throw something our way. They hating. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I mean, I got nothing. Y'all throwing the ball to me. It's like I'm over here, like, just, just rocking back and forth. I bought uh, some vinyl. Yeah. I bought some games. I mean. I I think I've mentioned on the show here that I want to start collecting vinyl more. And in the fall, I got a few vinyl records. My mom bought me, like, Deep Purple Machine Head, Rush 2112. And um, so I went down, and we, we were in Indy yesterday. And I went to this little record store called Indy CD and Vinyl. Um, went, you know, I went in there, and... Um, they have a lot of selection, but not a lot of stuff that I want. Let's put it that way. I'm more rock, hard, you know, hard rock, heavy metal. And so I'm looking through, and you know, I, I couldn't find any, anything that I was looking for for the bands that I, you know, that I want to collect for, other than some of the bigger ones: Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica, you know, Megadeth, Pantera. Yeah. But so then I go to Metallica to the U section, and I find quite the hidden gem. And it was, it's the single, it's the, the picture disc single for Creeping Death. Oh, so good. <laughs> Damn it, Nate, the way you said that. It's so good, Brandon. It just looks so good, your picture disc. I know it sounds dirty and sexual, but. Uh. It just reminded, the way you said that reminded me of the girl who got the tattoo on her butthole. And Say what? Okay, I got a video to send you like, oh, later on. Like, don't worry, there's nothing like uh, graphic in it because it's on YouTube. Oh, but but she's definitely inebriated at this tattoo convention, getting a tattoo on her butthole, and she kind of sounds like that. I'm just thanks for de- so I got the Creeping Death picture disc single. It doesn't have the original sleeve, but the but the disc the disc the vinyl is in is in really good condition. 
And I got it for a good price. And uh, I'm very, 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 I was shocked. I was like, here's a win. So uh, uh, side one, side A has uh, Creeping Death. The other side has Am I Evil and Blitzkrieg. I found it. Finally. Fucking finally. It was from three days ago. Yeah, that's so. That's how it happens. Crystal Dynamics, that's the team behind the iconic Tomb Raider franchise, has officially announced that their studio is about to get even more epic, adding the likes of world famous industry names from that of Naughty Dog, Visceral Games, Sledgehammer, Monolith, and more for the upcoming Avengers project. So, fans of the Uncharted series, Last of Us, and Dead Space have something to look forward to with this. There was a recent press release. Go ahead. Sorry, they are owned by Square. Okay, so, so that the, is the square that is the square Avengers game. Cool. And I di- I did see where Amy Hennig, 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 she is on board with that, and she is one of the original creators of Uncharted. Yeah. Uh, here's what the press release says: We're committed to delivering an incredible, completely original Avengers experience to our gamers, and that means we are always looking to add amazing developers to our existing best in class studio talent," said Scott Amos. He's the co-head of studio. At Crystal Dynamics, as development progresses, our studio continues to grow. The tremendous progress we've made on the Avengers project further drives us forwards towards our goal of crafting something our all Marvel fans will be proud of and will play out for years to come. We can't wait to show you what we mean in the near future. We've recently hired 15 world-renowned industry veterans spanning production leadership, animation design, art, and engineering, who have previously worked on such games as Batman Arkham Origins, Dead Space, Star Wars Battlefront, and many more. Uh, Their AAA experience adds an already deep roster, making us well-positioned to deliver on the ambitious goals we've set for ourselves with the Avengers Project. It's a stellar addition of many people who fit incredibly well into our wheelhouse of building game experiences that we all love. So, that I'm guessing we don't see that game for a couple of years, Brando. But hot shit, I'm excited for it. Yeah, they announced it, man, like last year, like maybe around like the springtime. Because I want to like, because we got wind of there being a uh, a exclusive Spider-Man game to the PS4 being made by, I believe that one's being made by Insomniac, right? Yeah, Insomniac Games making that Spidey game. Um. So they're making that. I cannot wait for that. That like that is supposed to come out this year, and uh, that is one of my games to get this year for sure. Um, but I'm also excited for an Avengers, uh, definitely. And uh, we're probably gonna, yeah, we probably won't see that until about 2020. Speaking of Avengers, Brando, I don't know if you saw this or not. Somebody, I don't know how some of these motherfucking people get a hold of these so early, but somebody already has their hands on some of the Avenger Infinity War pop line, right? And uh, the, I think the picture's now been removed from the internet because it, it was a little spoilerific here. So, folks, if you're trying to remain spoiler-free for Infinity War, cover them motherfucking ears in three, two, one. So here's what's up, Brando. Uh, the Thor pop leaked. Somebody posted a picture of the Thor pop. He's got his new weapon, which I can't tell you why he has a new weapon. And there's something funky with his face. I also can't tell you that either because you haven't watched Ragnarok yet, I'm guessing. And if you have, that's awesome. But, um, so there's that little tiny thing that gets spoiled. Just his new weapon and, you know, whatever that might entail. 
him having the new weapon. Obviously, we see a little teaser of him trying to forge that in the trailer. But on the back of the box, something much more interesting gets found. They only have a few Avengers. You've got a Thor pop, Captain America pop, Iron Man pop, and then a Spider-Man pop, a group pop, and Hulkbuster. So an updated Hulkbuster pop is coming out. And then, of course, you've got Thanos and then the children of Thanos, your Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive, Ebony Maw, and Cole Obsidian. Here's the thing, though, Brando. They don't call him Spider-Man. The back of the pop box says Iron Spider. Legit. So this is now the second time we've got a confirmation that they're going to be bringing this to the big screen because there was also a Lego set that recently leaked that had the Iron Spider legs coming out of the suit, meaning it is possible that this is what we are getting in the MCU as our actual Iron Spider outfit, which I can't complain. I love it. Hell yeah. I'm down. Same. I'm guessing, like I said just a second ago, you probably haven't yet seen Ragnarok. No, yet. I got it to you. You have it, but uh, it, I assume that the wife is going to want to watch that with me. Yeah. So we just haven't had time to sit down together and watch that. You definitely uh, should watch it together. It's great. And yeah, I mean, I have it, and it's uh, and it's good to go. But you know, I did have to go out and buy a. Full price copy of Ant Man. Holy shit! Yep. I wish you would have just told me. I could have given you my digital code for zero dollars. I don't use them. Oh, well. I mean, it is what it is. I I need it for my collection. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know. So now all I'm missing is well, no. I I I guess I am missing Guardians Two, Spider Man, and Thor. Uh, yeah. Th- well, Thor's not officially out in no. uh, physical release. But. No. Um. But I mean, it it is what it is. Uh, I was hunting for it. My logic was this: if I buy it, I'm gonna find it tomorrow for five bucks. Yeah, and then just return the brand new copy. Well, n- no. If I don't find it, then I'm not gonna find it at all, and I'm just gonna have to spend the full price for it anyway. And that's what you had to do because for because we are reviewing all of the MCU movies over on our patreon.com slash journey to comics every single Wednesday you're getting a new review for every movie in the MCU leading up to the Infinity War we're calling it sort of a road to Infinity War and uh, my first review that I'm doing uh, for game addicts along with my co-host Mike goes up on February 25th and what the, the the funny thing here is Nate the next one goes up on March 25th Weird, exactly one month apart. And uh, so uh, I got Thor Dark World watched. I need to get that to Mike so he can watch it so we can, you know, discuss that movie. But, uh, you know, as we've said here before, he hasn't seen Ant-Man. And I didn't own it. Uh, The last time I watched it, I think I just borrowed it from Rob. So they have a, like, if you go to your local Walmart or whatever, they have, like, the, the whole releases for, like, up to whatever. Um. And they all have different box art. I I remember you saying that, Nate, how they all had different box art. That doesn't really matter to me. I don't care. I just want the movie. And uh, so, yeah, I picked up Ant-Man for like 20-something dollars. I'm not I'm not mad about that because I thought the movie was good enough to warrant a full price. I've only ever seen it once, but I really enjoyed my viewing of that. And, of course, we actually went into detail last week talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I'm pretty excited for that movie as well. Uh, again, though, here, uh, Nate, 
I I always say I have to try and pick and choose what movies I see in theaters because a lot of times uh, I'm just going to end up going by myself. And while that's fine and dandy for some people, I feel awkward a lot of times just sitting in there, like looking around and like everyone thinks I'm that loner guy that stinks and no one wants to be around. <laughs> you know. So maybe I will go see that movie. However, um, in May, of course, we have Infinity War, Deadpool 2, and Star Wars. So, Oh, yeah. So there Gearing is up. that. I do have a gift card for a- for an AMC theater that Ooh. I need to use. I got one of those for Christmas. That it, 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 We got an AMC theater card, and we never go to AMC theaters. There's not many by you. There's one in Kokomo, and then there's one down in Indy. So it's not... Out of the question, just out of the way. So, There's some at our place. There's lots up here. That's all we have. And uh, it, it, it's, it is what it is. I feel like it's going to get used for one of those, uh, something that we can just get away. However, I want to go to a concert this summer. Oh, yeah? Yeah, okay. And so, like, I assume that Ant-Man and Wasp comes out. July sixth. Well, it comes out the same week as the concert, the uh, concert that I want to go to, because we have a certain event that we're not going to talk about yet. Yeah, uh, that could be coming up uh, right in the very end of June, going into two July, and then on July third, Nate, down in my neck of the woods, down down in Indy, down at Deer Creek, down at Verizon Wireless Center, down at uh, Clipsch. Music down at Ruoff Mortgage Refinancing Center. Whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, we are getting a Def Leppard and Journey stop. That's awesome. Now, here's now here's the thing. I've never seen either one of these bands live. Yeah. Uh, of course, Journey, Journey is not with the original singer. It's with the newer dude. But he he's sounds, amazing. He sounds just like Steve. Like it's it's. Did crazy. you see that documentary on Netflix? I never saw the documentary on it, but like you should I've watch it. A- Don't stop believing. It's what it's called. Of course it's, it is, and it's about this dude who's they just found him on fucking YouTube, man. He's some mm-hmm. fucking Korean YouTube dude who was in a bar singing, and they're like, "Ha, yeah, right." And they brought him into the studio, and he was freaking the fuck out. So when he tried to sing, he sounded awful, and they were like, "Oh, great." We wasted all this time and money to fly this guy out here, and he can't even fucking sing the parts like we thought he could. And then he could, totally, and then some, and they were like, oh, shit, well, okay, and then then boom, the end. Now he's just playing dates with Journey like it ain't no thing. Right, and, you know, I I wouldn't mind going to see both of, and both of these bands just to say that I've seen them. Yeah. You know, uh, they're, these, these are two aging bands that, I might not be so willing to go see if it was out of my way, but since it's over my shutdown, I'm like, and I, and I actually might, you know, and uh, know some people who want to go, so that might happen, and I might be taking the wife to a concert in August, nice. uh, in the same place. So, man, movies for me sometimes, uh, newer releases in theaters, they just get kind of pushed to the wayside. I don't go as often as I as I as I would like. I, I do enjoy going to the theater and having that experience, but uh, even before I had a kid, I think we only went like two or three times a year, and that's even less so now. So, 
Yeah, man, I feel you on that. Uh, it's weird because if we're talking about the Marvel rundown, and we you know we've discussed Ant Man and the Wasp last week, so I think it's only fitting this week we talk about the next movie on the docket, and this one's a little over a year away as we sit right now. That's Captain Marvel featuring Brie Larson. She's from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, a whole bunch of other junk. And the first set pictures released this week, and it kind of tore the internet in half, Brando. How much of this do you know? Do you know what all is going on? How much of this do you really... What's up? <laughs> I saw the pictures. That's about it. Like I was like, oh, cool. And then I went well, on with my day. Uh, well, when I saw, you know, I was actually doing something, and I got like an email that said like Brie Larson first picture as Captain Marvel, and I was like, holy fucking shit! Like it's time to go. Like I can't wait to see this picture because I want to see what they do with this character. And I was stoked, and I was like, oh, she's got the the old the old Marvel like color scheme going on. That's a cool nod. And like some of the internet's like, oh, what the fuck? That's not my Captain Marvel. She's got golden red and blue, and that's not golden red and blue. That's gray and fucking green and black, and that's not right. What the fuck? And I'm thinking like, this is awesome. This movie's set in the 90s, Brando. That's one thing to note. So she's got the fucking Rachel. She got the Rachel haircut. The color scheme of her current suit is an homage to her mentor, Marvel, who was the original Captain Marvel. At some point, she will level up her suit, as most most superheroes do, and get her proper color scheme. And then we'll see her evolve in the story. But uh, it's really, I'm really stoked because this is one of those movies that when they announced they were actually going to do a Captain Marvel movie, I was like, 2019, circle that shit. Like, I cannot wait. This movie got pushed around a little bit because it actually was supposed to be at the end of this year, 2018. It was going to be like, I want to say October, November of 2018. But when the Sony rights happened and we got Spider-Man back, it pushed everybody off one so that Spider-Man could go right there in the dead center of everything. And uh, here we are. I love the nod to the old school Marvel. I am excited for the future of, of Marvel Comics. I can't say it enough. I'm, I guess I'm just a Marvel fanboy. That's all I have. Brando, that's really all I got for that. Yeah. Um, you know, and all that jockeying for position could happen again, depending on the acquisition of the X-Men and all that kind of stuff, depending on what they want to do with it. Because as we're coming out of Infinity War uh, Part 2 or, or Avengers 4, it leaves it open for the next big storyline where you can easily start introducing the mutants and do something entirely different. So... Uh, it, the timing is ripe for that. I actually just did. I actually bought uh, X Men Apocalypse. Hell um, yeah, that's a I good one. You, I got that used for three bucks. Score Blu-ray. Yep, it's a hell of a deal. Yep. I think that's the yeah. only X Men I don't have is Apocalypse. I have oh and Logan. Oh yeah. my God, Brando! What the fuck? We're a podcast about comic book shit. We haven't talked about some other important comic book news. Speaking of Logan. Let's talk about the first time a comic book screenplay has been nominated for an Oscar with Logan. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Um, and, you know that's pretty exciting as well. As it, you know, it's also pretty exciting that um, that uh, that you know all the nominations for Get Out too. Uh, oh, Get Out has okay. tons of nominations. Uh, I love seeing that Guardians got a couple nods. Best effects, yeah, yeah. Uh, so did Star Wars, of course. That's who they're really going up against. You know uh, what? Um, so that would be the last Jedi that that got nominated. 
Yeah. Okay. Oof. Between those two, like Guardians is more colorful, and so that totally. might actually, like that might be enough to get it. And and it is really pretty. But I mean, uh, like the the effects in the Star Wars movie were on point. So. The scene on crate, dude. The white with the red. There's no cooler imagery in movies, and I loved Guardians, you know. But mm-hmm. to me, I think the the clear winner for that, and we'll be talking about this on Foodies uh, Wednesday. By the way, folks, check that out on the Journey to Comics Network Foodies here. But uh, we will be diving more into our. Go ahead, Brando. No, I, I was I was I was going to let you finish. I was just I was letting you know that I had some I had something to say. So oh, sure. In my journey for collecting vinyl, I was looking at soundtracks today. Because I have the soundtrack for Ghostbusters and I have the soundtrack for Top Gun. So I'm looking at some other ones. And of course I see both Guardians 1 and 2 on vinyl. And then I see Stranger Things uh, 2 on vinyl. And then I'm like, looking around like, they have to have it. Where is it? And they didn't have it. And I was so utterly disappointed that they didn't have the soundtrack for This Is Spinal Tap. Oh, dude, I can't wait for you to come up into my neck of the woods again in the near future and uh, come to Second Charles because that place has got used vinyl and they have an amazing soundtrack section that might have everything you're looking for and more. Cool. I, dude, I don't even know what I want. I was just looking around. 89 uh, Batman soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, hell yeah. God, uh, that would be they, amazing. They also had the soundtrack for Escape from New York. Awesome. Which I was like, I didn't even know that that, that they had that out on vinyl. I, it, it looked like it was a newer release, so that's kind of cool. But uh, I mean, I, I was just sort of like looking around, seeing what seeing what was all there, uh, because with with me and vinyl, of course, I'm a video game collector, and I kind of said this on on the on the game addicts that's going to air this week. I'm not going to go too crazy. And what I mean by that is, is that like I'm not gonna just gonna go out and buy every little like vinyl that I can find. There's gonna be certain bands that I collect for and try and get their entire discography. But then like, and like I don't need to own every Iron Maiden record, Nate. I like yeah. Iron Maiden. I love Iron Maiden. Um, but I for but for vinyl, I think I would I would get Number of the Beast, Killers, Power Slave, Somewhere in Time. And Brave New World. And Seventh Son had a couple good tracks. In Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, yes, yes, of course. And maybe but, like, um, where did they uh, Donington live in Donington? I you know for, uh, from there I thought about getting uh, yeah getting Flight Six 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 or something, uh, so something like that. But then it's like Sabbath. I I I probably get a couple, you know. Uh, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't get every Linkin Park record. I would probably, probably, I probably would get hi, uh, Hybrid Theory, re, uh, Reanimation, and Meteora. Yeah. And then like I'd get a couple Motorhead. I Megadeth is man. I'm really weird on Megadeth because I'm like really hit and miss with some of the records. So I would get Rust in Peace, Peace Cells, Countdown, Youth, and then from there maybe the system has failed if it's available. And maybe and then end game and that might be it. Um, Hell yeah! But I'm gonna be picky and choosy because it's like this is like a little bit more expensive than just buying games. So like, like when it comes to soundtracks, it's like I got Ghostbusters because I found it at Goodwill and it was a buck. 
I got Top Gun for free when I bought when my, when my mom bought uh, Rush and Deep Purple. I was like, because it was already cheap anyway. I, th- I think the Top Gun thing was only like a couple bucks, and then he goes, "Yeah, dude, just take that." Damn, and, nice. And so I, you know, I was pretty happy about that. It, it, like especially since they, all three of those are like pressings from the eighties. Um, so that was pretty cool. But I mean, how cool would it be to get like, you know, like. Oh, like the original Turtles, Ninja Turtles movie soundtrack. Oh yeah, absolutely, and the second one too, if you could find it. Yeah, with uh, with with like Vanilla Ice, Secret of the U's, dog. Um, I was in Think Geek, um, over the weekend, and uh, it's a weird fucking thing to hear a person say. I hate 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 to show my fucking age, but ten years ago when I was in Think Geek, it was just a fucking catalog and the internet website. There was no goddamn storefront where I was from. We didn't have motherfucking Think Geek store where you just walk in and buy cool nerdy shit. You had to fucking go in a catalog, motherfucker. Yeah, now they're owned by GameStop. God damn it! Of course they did that fucking GameStop. Um, because that's where I got the Sarah Ryder GameStop exclusive because it's owned by the same company. Um, yeah, so I bought the pops there. But then, like while I was in there, they were they were playing uh, uh, ninja rap. Ninja, ninja rap. <laughs> I just recently watched uh, Turtles uh, Two with Ollie. It was a great time to reminisce. The second Turtles movie. I think we've talked about this before. Actually, I think you brought this to my attention, and I've repeated this knowledge as uh, as sometimes I regurgitate the information you give me. But uh, Turtles Two, they didn't use their weapons. Nah, hard, yeah, yeah, no, like hardly ever. They don't. No. They, I mean, almost literally the whole movie they don't. And every time you think they're about to, like I was like, oh, Mikey's going to definitely use the nunchucks. Nope, he uses the yo-yo. Oh, Donnie's going to use his fucking bow staff. Nope, he's going to use this like fucking nerf padded gladiator thing. You know, it's just like, it's very it's very awkward. But uh, Brandon, I actually have a piece of comic book news to tie this back all together to the very first part of the episode. We're going to kind of Tarantino it, if you know what I'm saying. Uh we talked about Tide Pods earlier, Brando. <laughs> the Walking Dead through AMC recently tweeted a picture of a walker with blue and orange gunk coming out of his mouth that says, we're not saying eating Tide Pods started a walker apocalypse, but we're not saying it didn't either. But please, guys, stop eating soap. <laughs> Come on. Stop eating soap, guys. That's all I'm saying today, Brando. Is there anything else we wanted to add before we get onto this glorious episode of Journey to Comics? It's been episode 176. I think I'm good. I'm tired. Okay, I feel you, man. Totally. It's been a late night. Been a long time. Been going hard at it. We've been getting it done. Uh, Brandon, as always, folks can check us out on all the different podcasting places, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify. Uh, also get us at journeyintocomics.com. That's where you can get 9 of the 10 shows. Please also go to gameaddicts.com and subscribe to Game Addicts Podcast. You can have them on your feed as well and check out all the awesome stuff that they do over there talking about all the cool video game stuff. Check them out on YouTube. Also check out Journey Into Comics on all the different social media sites, whether it's Facebook at Journey Into Comics Podcast, on Instagram at Journey Into Comics, on I on Twitter, Twitter's the one I was forgetting, at JIC Network. 
And obviously, you can find us on YouTube. We do backlog all the episodes there, folks. Go to our Patreon. Join the ro- join the road to Infinity War. It's one buck for early access, three bucks for early access, and exclusive content that includes the Road to Infinity War. That's 18 straight weeks of us covering the MCU across all nine of the ten shows on the Journey into Comics Network here. Brandon and I felt like we didn't need to be greedy and also review movies on Journey into Wrestling since that doesn't really fit with Marvel at all. I don't think there's any way we could have shoehorned that in because I don't think there's any wrestlers in the WWE that are in any of the MCU movies that I know of. Uh... I think not. He, you're just giving me this funk look. I'm not sure. Did I just ramble bamble over you? Drax is played by Dave Batista. But he's a former wrestler. He's not a current talent. He came back to wrestle before the first Guardians came out. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I see him more as an actor now. See what? That movie did for his career? I totally forgot he was a pro wrestler. <laughs> John Cena is in talks to be Duke Nukem. What? Yeah. Oh, nope. I pass. Hard pass. I will not be seeing that, John Cena. You're right. I can't see you in that movie because I'm not going <laughs> to. Wyatt now does You Can't See Me. Awesome. So that's been added to the repertoire of Watcho Man, Rick Fair, and Hulk Hogan. Um, All right. And I'm teaching him the rock next. He doesn't quite say it right, but he's getting there. If you smell what the rock is cooking, is that what you're trying to get him? Yeah. Because I think it'd be funny to try to teach him the word jabroni. Well, he's saying, smell rock cooking. Smell rock cooking? Smell. I'm like, you smell some rock cooking? (laughs) (laughs) No raw cooking. With how you were positioned, kind of like the whole... um, Wilson neighbor thing again, but like your microphone was like right up to your mouth. So when you smiled, it blacked out some of your teeth. <laughs> so you look, you look like a, like a, uh, how are you doing, wonder. Brando? I'm doing pretty good right now. <laughs> wow. You just, you went there. I done knocked out some of my goddamn teeth. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you, but have you ever hit your front teeth on a microphone? Oh, no, I never have. Worst shit ever. Like, that's the worst pain ever. Ah, oh, fuck, my fucking teeth just hit the fucking mic. Man, take a bite out of this mic now. It's tinny. Have you ever been recording, like, drums? And you're like... Sneeze? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Sometimes you gotta sneeze, man. Sometimes that's my biggest fear when I'm actually playing live, though, is sneezing during a song. Because, like, what the fuck can I do? I'm not going to be able to block it. I'm just going to explode all my germs to everyone in the fucking crowd. Like, <laughs> I just think you it'd know? be funny if you sneeze so violently, you fell off your, <laughs> you, you fell off your drum throw, like, <laughs> and you just fell, <laughs> and they're just like, what? And you're, and you're like. The song stops. I'm still trying to get. I'm like, I'm okay. Let's start over. Let's fucking do this again. That'd be funny if you're like, I'll just jump right back into it. Hell yeah, we're professionals like that, man. It'd be funny if you worked that into a spot though, where like you like you did it on purpose, but everyone else thought it was a mistake, and everyone just like stopped, and you get up, and then everyone like the the band says, "Bless you." (laughs) 
And then you guys just start playing again without just jump right back into it. That would be hilarious. One, two, three, four. Bam! Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love it. A um, lot of stuff in the works, Brando, like writing music and stuff. It's been interesting and as far as the band front is concerned. But we'll save that for another day, another podcast, another time. We've got tons of them and tons of time to talk about them, Brando. Uh, another day, another dollar, another death. Don't forget that tomorrow, folks, on the Journey into Comics Network, it's Tuesday, which means... It's the day for the poor rapport. AP's going to be bringing you some political news and bringing some stuff going on, especially with the crazy world and all the information that's been going on now uh, in our world and what's been going on with our Presidenteo. Brando, do you have anything else you want to add, my brother? That's going to be it, guys. All right. Well, for this week's episode of Journey into Comics, this is Journey into Comics 176, Dr. Manhattan's Finder Thingy. I've been Nate. I've been Brando. And we'll see you guys later. Oh, my God, Brando. We can't leave the show yet. I hate to do that to us, but I have to bring up this thing. How can we not bring up this thing right before we leave? Our podcast won a contest. (laughs) For the best tagline. And we got a little feature and a little shout out for podcasting smarter. Of course, Jennifer Crawford over there had me on as a guest back before we did the feature week uh, in December, and it was a blast. But she had a thing. Hey, does your show have a tagline? If it does, put it below. The most likes wins. Well, journey into comics, fill your brains with shit. Wins, and we win. We got a little little extra shout out, which was cool. Uh, I really want to figure out how to make a cool shirt with Fill Your Brains With Shit, but the imagery I have is not probably the imagery that should go on a shirt. So. <laughs> just imagine just soft serve. Just imagine soft serve. reading a book and said, Fill Your Brains With Shit. <laughs> That's also good. I love it. All right, well, you let's just, try it again. Okay, okay. Go, well, no, on, you go. On. You go. You go. One last thing. Sure. He's He's reading a Bill O'Reilly book. He's filling his brains with shit. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That is literal shit, though, and not hypothetical shit. See, my (laughs) thought, my thought, (laughs) my thought, Brando, when we tell people to fill our brains with shit, I'm saying, like, fill your brains with fun, useless knowledge that you might be able to recall at a moment's notice to impress your friends. Fill your brains with cool knowing when a first appearance happened or some shit, or knowing the fact that the green colors for Captain Marvel are the original Marvel colors, that maybe you didn't fucking know that. That's the kind of shit I want people to fill their brains with, not fucking Bill O'Reilly, right-wing, happy Hogan horse shit here, you know? Like, I'm not into that kind of shit, so... Uh, do you have anything? Do we want to try to officially do this again? We got so close there. I think that's the closest to ending a show we've ever not ended a show. How happy was Hogan, though? I mean, after the whole uh, thing kind of went down, I, I I don't think he's really. I mean, he, he seems good, but I just don't think he's as happy as he could be. You know, I've rewatched the whole MCU, Brandon. Happy Hogan. He's not that fucking happy. He's actually kind of a miserable prick for the most part. <laughs> he okay, kind of talk- sucks. I was talking about Hulk Hogan. Oh. <laughs> the actual. Now let me tell you something, mean Gene. Brother. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I don't. I was going to do a, a fucking voice, and then I didn't. Oh, yeah, didn't. oh, yeah. Freak out, freak out. 
My name's Macho Man, first name Macho, last name Man. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, folks. Well, officially, let's go ahead and get ourselves out of here. It's been a long, kooky, wacky night. And, folks, like I said, there's more to come. Keep checking out Journey into Comics. Every day of the week, we got a new show. Don't miss us. Journeyintocomics.com. For this episode of Journey into Comics, it's been episode 176, Dr. Manhattan Finder Thingy. I've been Nate. I've been Brando. Keep filling your brains with shit. Later. <laughs>